Hi, I'm Ryan. I'm playing Gashana, the Immolator. I'm Nathan. I'm playing Rao, the Battlemaster. Hi, I'm Zach. I'm playing Omid Zarkhan, the Twilight Mage. My name is JD. I'm the Dungeon Master for this game. This is ChimeraCast, a Dungeon World actual play podcast. Feel free to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at ChimeraCast. Okay, I feel uh, older, closer to death. You're fine now. It looks like they they can't get in. Gashana, you don't look well. Be a dear, and and drink this. So I want to give Gashana my my last healing potion because she looks wasted away, and I need her strong for what's to come. Gashana takes it and gratefully. Chugs it down. Thank you, Omid. What does it taste like to you? Haven't we talked about this before? Yep. Uh, Nathan said actually like cinnamon, but I was curious if it had a different effect on different people or different sensations that maybe uh, the tastes were soothing to Rao in a different way that they're soothing to you. I was just curious if uh, you had thought about this or if it's something evocative. If not, then it's the same thing. I think it's it's like pistachio like sweet cakes hmm. that she'd never had until she was in the Jatakan court as a like young woman and that they were sort of the first thing that was good that she had while she was there. Cool. I like it. So that that all happens. I imagine we get away from the door, the shade. I'm going to try and climb up. You're going to try to climb up the chain? Is the chain attached to the floor? Yeah, it attaches yeah. to this plaque. Okay. That that was my plan. Yeah, so Omid, you approach this chain, but you find that you cannot actually touch it. Like it, the force, it like pushes me away from it? Yeah, it's like a, you know, it's like two opposing magnets. Yeah. I try and like kind of force my hand to like clasp on the chain and get as close as I can, but I'm probably getting blown away. Yeah, you're gonna get within, you know, a couple like centimeters of it and it just slides past. Fuck. Come on. I don't know what to do. Omid kinda glances over to Rao. Rao walks over and, and puts his arm around your shoulder. Calm down. This is obviously where Ypsilanti went. I just don't know how to go where he went. Well, it's not the chain. We've eliminated one thing. It's fine. JD, what's the light in here? Like, what's the light source? Uh, That is a great question. Could it be a torch? If it would be a torch, then it probably wouldn't still be lit, uh, at least if it is a mundane torch. So more likely it is like... um. Well, shit, yeah, this is a touchstone that we haven't gotten to a little like in a long time. Uh, It's probably like spherical glowing orbs uh, along the the walls of this place. It doesn't make sense to me for it to be a torch, given that these are all... No, 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 no,
Can you read what's written on the plaque, Omid? Omid will walk over to the plaque. What are we seeing here, JD? Anything discern any anything discernible? Anything logical or this plaque is clearly here for a ritual purpose that has ritual markings on it. So not not like a language, but a you know, a mage would recognize these as part of a spell. Uh, there's a sense of dread inside of myself, Omid. If you want to spout lore on the purpose of it, I'll like I'll let you have that. But 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 if you're not like really digging deep for it, then you would just definitely recognize that it's a ritual purpose. The conflict internally is that he knows he has to dig deep for it because he needs to understand what it is. I think that Omid is just a little bit scared about the fact that, you know, when you already come to the conclusion where certain things are going to go and you're afraid of, and you're you're just not you're a little nervous to do it. To give the listeners kind of an, an inside view, I took ritual this my last time I leveled up. I don't think Omid has done anything kind of big per se. Certainly not by himself. No, yeah. And he's, I think he, un, as you're saying, like he understands this is a, a ritualistic space now. Yeah, I'm sure it's part of, it's part of like a mage's education in the Empire to be part of rituals, but you've definitely never done anything on your own, which I really like. Yeah, so I will dig in, but yeah, that's what I want really like left in the air is the kind of reservation of knowing like what I'm going to find out is that it, it wants, you know, it wants more of me than I might be willing to give. And that's what he's worried about because, yeah, he's never done a ritual by himself. So I take it your role in this spot, Lore? Let's do it. Cool. All right. I don't think I've had enough time to clear my head, but maybe I'm getting close. That's to cast a spell. Oh, no, yeah. It's, it's no, it's a, a minus one to intelligence, isn't it? Two intelligence. Oh, really? Let me double check. Um, you take a minus one ongoing to int until you have oh. a few oh. minutes to yeah. clear your head. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I so was yes. wrong. Yeah. I you don't have, think you've I'm, not had the time to clear your head yet. I don't think. No, no. Yeah. I think, yeah. Give it. Yeah. We have a, like a next scene unaccosted maybe, but yeah, not right now. No, we're still kind of like just rebounding off of this whole sitch. That's going to be an eight. So you get something, but not necessarily useful, right? Yeah. Not. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Something interesting, but not particularly useful. Hmm. All right. Yeah. Uh, I mean, this is a uh, a ritual spell of containment or imprisonment. You can recognize that based on the symbols that are drawn here. <sighs> I think this place is some kind of a prison. Great. I don't know what for or who for is my main issue. You have those series of notes and letters. Between Ovid and Ypsilanti, yes. I do, yeah. I believe if I remember correctly, we had kind of figured out, discerned, what have you, that they were building some kind of a, a containment right. structure. Yeah. We know that Ypsilanti was working with other mages to attempt to contain something, right? Yes. Is this it? I would be led by my best deductions that yes, this is it. It makes the most sense. The Violet Star being here to empower them. This space. They would all sit here together. No, this is this is where it happened. Well, what now? I thought this would be the place where Ypsilanti was. God, I just don't know what's inside of here, but I don't know where to go from here. I think we're supposed to unleash this thing. What do you think, Ryan? Yeah. 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 Trying to work myself up to that, right? Just being like, I'm just going to see what happens. Yep.
think it is. It is like a internal conflict where it's like, well, we're here and we go. Di- we're gonna die here. Yeah, I mean, I have thirteen whole hit points. Yeah, no, we're 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 gonna die here. I think that's the the interesting narrative exchange. If there's a star under eight things, JD, are you there? Uh, nope, I'm gone. Great. Um, for the star on the eight thing, yeah, is <laughs> yeah. Ypsil- is 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 Ypsilanti's at the head, or is it one without a point at it? Is that uh no, there's not a clear point. It's all it's within a they're all in a circle. It, they're all in a circle. It's all like yep. evenly distributed. Yep. Because I'm probably just gonna go to Ypsilantis anyways. I was trying to figure out exactly how I'm gonna work myself into trying to unleash whatever's in here. I was trying to work myself into a shoot. <laughs> oh hell yeah. It would seem that we are doomed here. What? I have been positioned with I believe just two paths. We can go back out into that. And he gestures towards the door, towards the, the, the creatures that would assuredly kill us. <laughs> or we can try and... He stops. Or I can try and open whatever they sealed away in here. So we die out there or die in here. I've come too far to just give up. Well, do you think it's alone in there? I don't know. I don't know what's on the other side of this. I won't ask you to trust me. Maybe just believe in me. Aw. Rao has had his arm around Omid's shoulder this entire time. I believe wholeheartedly that this will be all right. I believe that you can do this. Do it. JD, I would like to activate the ritual move. Do you need me to read it out to you? I do. Cool. Ritual. When you draw on a place of power to create a magical effect, tell the GM what you're trying to achieve. Ritual effects are always possible, but the GM will give you one to four of the following conditions. The conditions are as follows. Also, I I think it's relatively obvious what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to, let's just say, open the seal. Unleash the beast. Yep. Uh, the, The conditions you have to choose from. It's going to take days, slash weeks, slash months, First, you must blank. The result will be a lesser version, unreliable or limited. It will need help from blank. It will require a lot of money. You have to disenchant blank to do it. You and your allies will risk danger from blank. God, I've never seen a ritual so like plainly laid out in spicy choices. <laughs> Not spicy choices, right? It's like, oh, money, great. Time, great. Like, those are just dumb. However, it will need help from awesome. Super good choice. You and your eyes will risk danger from awesome. First, you must awesome. Like, there's like, like literally half of them are amazing. Half of them are crap. So, yeah. Do you need anything else from me, JD? No, no. I'm going to, I'm going to talk this through with you. Yeah, I like it. So, first, you must undo the chain. The chain is a secondary ritual that prevents anybody from tampering with the plaque secondarily, you will require help from another equally powerful mage. You cannot do this on your own. This was not a ritual that was done alone, and it is not a ritual that can be undone alone. You risk danger from what dwells within. Mm-hmm. And... Damn, getting all four today, boys. Uh, well, I mean, this is a this is a real deal ritual, my friend. It is not a bullshit ritual. Um trying to think 
No, yeah, no. I think that I think that those three are the ones I'm going to go with. So first, you must unlock the chain. Cool. You require help, and then you risk danger from what is within. Yeah. And when you mean mage, I'm I'm, I'm asking you, does that is that outside the station of Gashana? Gashana, if you want to make an argument for it, maybe, but it seems like Gashana would not be capable of this type of magic. Gashana? Yeah, I'm thinking. All right. My main, yeah, my main question, if if that is the case, that's what you're thinking. We got to go find another mage then. Just kind of, is that what you're thinking? I mean, yeah, basically. Um, I mean, the point of that, right, is that like this is not this is not created by one individual and therefore cannot be undone by one individual. No, I, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm into that. I just didn't know if this is where you wanted to have the spice or not. But yeah, sure, sure. we can go back out into the world and find another mage, or you know, do whatever. That's why what I, I was kind of curious about that one. If that was trying to lead us away from here, or we were gonna get entangled here or not. Part of me thinks that maybe on like a tribal level, almost Gashana might have like some knowledge maybe not of like arcane rituals but definitely of like ritual magic that she could tap into mm-hmm. and at least be of some use because basically what you're trying to do is like break this chain right yeah i mean the breaking of the chain would be the first aspect of it and then i assume it's opening the seal which is the plaque on the ground yeah yeah it's the seal that the ritual is due the chain is its own Deal. The chain has its own, its oh, own kind you, of a you, different yeah. deal. I do like the image of, or rather the um, this cycle, the circle of you two have being such at odds with magic up to this point, and Omid walking you through how to participate in a in a more rigorous ritual. I definitely don't mind that. I think that if you want to play it that way, um, I think it's interesting to make it you know a potential risk for Gashana as sort of coming from the the sorceress background right like the i don't know we've almost talked about it like i mean so you you follow a a a specific elvish deity like you have a it is a your magic is of a religious and innate nature rather than a manipulative nature so i think that trying to translate that i'm cool with you like being involved because you are still a powerful force with a magical bent to you if that's cool with you, but I don't think it's going to be straightforward for your character. So I think I agree with what Nathan's saying. Yeah. Yeah. No, that seems cool. Okay, cool. And I mean, we can figure out what that exactly means when it comes down to it. So I suppose then the first part we need to do is break the chain. Hmm. Rao? Yes? You see this chain? You're being coy, Omid. How could I miss it? What? This is what's holding back the ritual from taking place. It keeps it pinned here. Like a prison. All right. You have to break it. Kashana. Yes? I will need your help in this. I cannot do it alone. And from what it seems that it took eight to seal it. And I need at least one more to help me open it. You'll have to direct me. My power doesn't work like yours does. But I've seen rituals done before. I will admit it is not exclusively intuitive to me. I have participated in rituals, and normally they are powerful and affecting, but there are a dozen people there, all giving so much of themselves over to it. To do this, I may ask more than you are able to give, but there seems to be no other way out. 
Are you willing to? Or would you rather go back out there? Forward is better than backwards at this point. Then we risk everything now. All right. All right. So I've got some ideas about how I set up the ritual aspect in my end. I was curious about how, Nathan, what you were thinking about for Ralph for breaking the chain. I, like, don't have a clue. Yeah. Just put a spear between the links and turn it, but that that's not that's not going to work, nor is it particularly interesting. I don't know yet. I do have the handcrafted move that I can just rip apart metal. Mm. Mm. It's dangerous, but... I like. I mean, that make that makes sense. Wanted to involve everyone in this ritual, though. So can we can we make it like that's that you're like setting it up and brow? Do you have to do something to like? Or finish? am I softening it? I just want to jump in on this shit. You can't touch the metal. You can't actually touch this chain. Yeah. Oh, that's right. How big is the plaque on the floor? It's about like five feet across and circular. So the plaque is considerably bigger than the chain? Yeah, I mean, the chain, like, hooks onto the plaque. But the the chain is no slouch. It is also quite big. Perhaps if I weaken the plaque, Rao can destroy it. Any way you can weaken the chain, I should be able to finish it off. Rao set his pack down, and I'm I'm pulling that sonic flail out of my pack. Cool. It doesn't seem like we've been able to make any contact with it. But if I can barrage it from farther away, maybe we can give it to loose its bonds. So, Gashana, if you can weaken it in any way, I should be able to distend it with this. And you, Omid? I will be filling out the outside with the aspects of this. And he, he gestures um, to his like side where the meteorite is implanted in his body. Basically, basically my plan for like setting up this ritual uh, is that Omid's going to take off his shirt and like cut in and around the meteorite and like bleed this black blood into the carving all around the like eight pointed star. And he's going to have to bleed out a lot. But I imagine that the stuff that lives around here is a little bit more like a living liquid that lives in the, the meteorite area. It's more of a, a, a kind of living liquid that will end up filling up and pushing into the the sections of the the kind of carving out of this this eight pointed star that centers on this black, and then he then he will uh, begin the the ritual preparings after after it is filled it is colored itself in as it were. One of the cool things I was kind of into was that it has this kind of like lingering aura, and that you were gonna fucking torch it like so it like lit up as well. Yeah, that's dope. That is dope. Cool. Is that also dope from the JD? Yeah, I mean, that's cool. I don't think you guys have figured out a way to undo this chain yet, though. I thought it connects to the plaque, right? Like, can we destroy the plaque and loosen the chain? The plaque is like the center of the ritual. No. The plaque is the thing that the ritual is attempting to remove. The plaque is like the primary focus of the ritual. That's like almost backwards to, to like what's going on. The chain protects the plaque. The plaque is the the ritual seal. Huh. So, none of that ritual stuff actually happens. This is some theory crafting. I mean, I still like, I still really like Omid beginning to prepare for the ritual. Yeah, like I, re- I really like that scene as like you know a ritual is a big enough deal that you have to like really prep for it. I, I actually have an idea of how to handle this if nobody else. Oh please, does. please, please. 
I think Gashana goes over and starts to try to heat up this plaque. That like we had talked, and, yeah, and and, yeah. and Rao starts like, yeah, and it's not getting hot at all. You know, like you can see metal heat up when it's getting, yeah, when you're getting when it, it blows, hot enough yeah. to be able to work it or making it malleable, and just nothing is right. happening. And it's exactly what you did earlier with the the iron tools, right? Like shaping it. Yeah, you, yeah, yep. <sighs> Rao, wait, I, I don't think, Omid, come over here. Omid has taken off his his shirt and he's kind of was starting to inspect his body for the ritual process, knowing what he had to do. What is wrong, Gashana? I've been attempting to heat this plaque up. Touch it. Uh, he he does so because we can touch the plaque, right? And it's just yeah, yeah, yeah. It's cool. They're cool as ice. I can't heat the metal up. Rao, what? What's wrong? We can't do fucking anything until we get rid of this chain. It's it's metal. Let's heat up the metal. It's it's not heating up. There's a force stopping Gashana from heating it up. This is what I was afraid of. I I thought maybe if we could get closer to the plaque that uh, you you see the kind of like a like that 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 thing where you like the frustration is starting to build up into your lungs where you're like holding back kind of a you're kind of trying to choke back like frustration just like he's about to start crying. Yeah, that's what you're saying. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> So we have to go somewhere else. Is that what you're telling me, Gashana? I there must be something we're missing out there. Fine. Rao's gonna start moving toward Ypsilanti's door. If we have to go back out there, then I'm going out this way. You're going out that way. And he points to the door opposite. We can't split up. I'm going to draw their attention. No, Rao, you shouldn't go by yourself. You go with Omid. I'll go out the other door. The two of you need to complete the ritual together, right? But you can't do anything you can't to them. You can't do anything with them, Kashana, you have to go with him. You can swing your weapons all you want at those stupid specters, but it does nothing. I've seen it. Kashana, protect him. You shouldn't go by yourself, Omid. I'm fine. Very well. If there's no swaying you on this position. He is not going by himself. My resolve is stronger than yours. We're all going out that door together. <laughs> and Rao, Rao is pointing to the door opposite where he was telling you to go. Now all of a sudden you want us all to go together. If I can't die alone, he's walking across the room in a huff. Then we'll die together. I have no response to that. Then we'll follow you out that door. So the three of you are heading back into the uh, Violet Garden. Yeah. Yeah. The opposite door from which we came in. For sure. Uh, the three of you emerge back into the Violet Garden. Uh, there are paths leading from this gazebo slash this building to other parts of the garden, right? So you had the path that you know that you followed up from the, the chamber that you came from to this gazebo. And then there are other paths leading away from this through the through the jungle. Do we see any other buildings? No. It is too overgrown for you to see other buildings. But basically there are, you know, you have you have paths leading from four cardinal directions, one of which you know because you came from it. The other three you do not. Rao starts stomping down one of the other three. Practically arbitrarily you can pick one. If it's cardinal directions and we came from the south, then we probably go north further in. 
Sure. Sure. Yeah. I th- I think that makes sense as well as to push further into this thing. Do you have any reservations, Kashana? No. no. Are the shadows gone? Uh, there was that one when you opened the doorway like there was earlier, but they're, I mean, they're around for sure. They're following you, yeah. the three of you. I think we press on at that like hurried stoic pace where we know that probably something's chomping on our heels, but we're not looking back. You know, we're just going, yeah. we're pushing through. So yeah, let's, let's go, let's go forward. The three of you are making your way through this garden, through this jungle. You come to another uh, doorway, another archway, which sits out uh, right at the end of this path. If you, I'm assuming you're opening this up and passing through. Is that correct? Yeah. 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 Cool. As you come through, there is a bookshelf on one corner of things. There is a, like a short kind of squat table where there's a game of rooks being played. And there are two chairs on either side of the rooks board. There are a number of notes kind of strewn about. And uh, I mean, most of them are just laid out on the floor. And that's it. That's basically what's in this room. There are some books. There's these notes. There's some scrolls. And there's this rooks board. What do the three of you do? Do you play uh, Rao? And Gishana's pointing at the rooks board. (laughs) We were talking about dying about a minute ago, and now you want to lose at rooks. Uh, Both words, soldier. And Gishana sits down at one of the sides of the rooks board. Is it like a game in progress, or is it a game? It is a game in progress, yes. We haven't talked about this. Is How is rooks delineated in terms of character for example chess is black white checkers is black red oh sure i think it depends on the board right like it's more about um the individual set than it is so rooks is a game about moving chariots about moving charioteers about um so they have to follow clear lines of movement based on their orientation and it's not necessarily about color although this set is extremely uh intricate it is um all of these pieces are finely carved uh down to a very very small scale so each charioteer which is uh, you know are normally represented by kind of abstract pieces they're explicitly described and certain ones are like wielding bows and arrows other ones are wielding swords and they like have explicit expressions on their faces like you can see every detail about each piece it's a it's a very fine set. And so, um, Gashana, you're sitting down at this table first, right? Yeah. As you sit down, you can both see the room that you're in. You can see the the same, you know, you recognize the same room that you all have walked within. But overlaid on top of that, you can see in a kind of double vision some other room, some other place with distinct columns and a distinctive architecture. And most importantly, in the seat across from you, you see a figure sitting there. Their head is lulled back and flies are flitting about, specifically like landing on their eyes. And you see maggots crawling 
like burrowing in the lips of this figure. You see a shadow standing in a corner of this other room that you can see. Uh, Rao, come quick, sit here and look. Tell me what you see. Look, just because you chose the side that was obviously winning, I wasn't going to say anything. It's fine. We'll finish the game as it is. It's fine. No, no. Look. Sit here and look. Rao sits down. Is it the same as you just described? Kashan, are you standing up so that Rao can sit in your seat? or? Yeah, yeah. I don't okay. think I... Yeah. And then Rao, you're standing down in that same seat, right? Yes. Cool. As that happens, you see that same scene. Uh, you see this game in progress. You see this, uh, you know, figure across from you. And the shadow approaches, suddenly seeming to take notice of you. It shoves this body off the chair, which just slumps hard, just hits on the floor right by it. And it sits down. It is wearing a silver mask with a blank expression. Like the mask is made of silver, but it's it's carved with eyes and nose and a mouth, but all of it is empty. And it leans forward and looks at you or appears to look at you. You are overcome by a vision. You suddenly find yourself not looking at a rook's board and this other room but instead you're in a field. It appears to be summer. The grass is high, very green. The sun is in the middle of the afternoon. And slowly, in real time, the sun descends. As it hits dusk, you can hear insects trilling, calling out the sound of crickets. And the day passes into night. The stars move slowly across the sky, and that night passes back into day. We cycle through again, day lingering, long, hot, humid. The grass, you can watch it as it grows, and it passes again into night, and again, and again, and again, and... Summer eventually gives way to fall and the leaves on the trees turn colors and slowly fall and you see each one stuck in this position, this perspective. And the days of fall linger on and tarry, but eventually give way to winter. The trees are dead and lifeless. The grass is gone, buried underneath snow. Rao begins to panic at this point. And a day passes into another day, and the the sunlight grows shorter for each one. He's gripping the sides of the table, becoming more and more frightened. But eventually, the days grow longer again, slowly. The sun stays higher, longer than it had previously. How long is this taking? To your perspective on the outside, no time at all. But to Rao... This is all happening in real time. He is sitting and waiting, and each day takes 24 hours, and each month takes a month. Each season lingers for the time that each season lingers. 
and it proceeds again and again and again and winter gives way to spring as flowers bloom and the grass begins to grow again. I'm going to waste away here, guys. Somebody interact. Yeah, <laughs> Gashana yanks the chair, like seeing him grip the table in like panic and fear. She just yanks the chair out from underneath of it. Uh, I'm going to give you an aid later, but this is all happening in a totally different time frame. So it won't help right now. Okay. Gotcha. So spring occurs and the days go on and the flowers bloom and the bees return and the hummingbirds return and spread their pollen about. We reach the height of summer again and the fireflies linger dancing around the night sky and the crickets return with their buzzing and this repeats itself again and again for 13 years and to Rao this is all occurring in real time for 13 years you stay in this spot and watch this meadow bloom and die and reemerge and thrive again until eventually after 13 years a brood of cicadas emerge from the ground and their humming fills the air it fills the evening sky and you are overwhelmed by their sounds and you snap back and after 13 years, you return to yourself. At this rook's board, across from you sits the figure with its silver mask, hollowly looking at you. Give me a defy danger plus wisdom. And Gushana, you can roll an aid on this because you tried to interfere in that instant. What the fuck? That's snake eyes. Don't worry about it. Uh, I still need you to roll this, dog. You're implying yourself in this situation. Ooh. No, you got a seven. Right? Seven. Okay, yeah. good. All right, so, Gashana, you're going to end up all right. You definitely, like, yank him aside, um, which does, in fact, pull Rao out from dealing with this this figure with the silver mask who sits across from him it like shuts that that part of this vision down, right? But Rao's already experienced this whole ordeal, this whole vision. So not much occurs, but I do need, Rao, I need you to write this down. So whenever you roll black gates, whenever that occurs, whether it's in this campaign or later, you're going to take a minus one to it because the silver mask has made his claim in you. Is that cool? That is, I I admit, I was excited to play Rooks, though. Say la vie. So that all happens, and for Rao, it's in, you know, it's it's in, in eternity. It's 13 literal years. For everybody else, it's an instant. What do the rest of you do? I've been reading a book. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, for the rest of you, like for, the, for Gashana and Omid, it, I mean, this occurred basically in an instant. I think that unless I hadn't seen what I saw, I would have probably just let Rao sit there through right. it. Are you kind of getting bucked out of this situation, Rao, like the table? 
Gashana, like, you know, like getting G- shocked out of Gashana it. Gashana pulled the chair out from under me. Yeah, that that would draw my attention more than anything else. It certainly ended the vision of the other room that you were looking on, you know, with the other yeah. the other figure sitting in the chair that had then been pushed out. Like all of that, that vision fades away. But on top of that, right, like you had already experienced this whole uh, like thirteen year vision. Raul lands ass first on the ground and like pulls his knees into himself and just where am I? Raul, are you hurt? Where's my field? Your field? My field? Damn it, Omid, where'd my field go? Raul, what are you talking about? There's no field. We're in the middle of a forest. We haven't seen an opening for miles. I was a statue. I I was... <sighs> you seem shaken. Are you okay? No. Omid, like, comes down level with him to meet his eyes. I am not okay. Well, Gashana, shall we have a look around the room? And Omid, like, lets you have your moment with yourself. You know, like, redirecting traffic. Gashana takes, like, a questioning look at Rao and then goes with Omid to look at the writings on the floor. Is that what's going on? Writings on the floor? Or the desk. I thought the he desk, said they were yeah. scattered. No, yeah, there. Yeah, I mean, there are scrolls that are like written about and whatever, strewn about. Yeah, we'll 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 start to do that. Uh, Rao, what are you doing? Rao has drawn his knees up to his chest and is rocking back and forth on the floor for a minute. Cool. <laughs> yeah, I'm. Yeah, leave me alone for a little yeah, while. Yeah, that that's what I thought <laughs> was to leave you alone. So yeah, we're looking around at the notes as we leave. Row alone a little bit. Very good, very good. How about uh, one of you two just give me a discern realities? Well, Gashana just rolled. So. Yeah, yeah, I'll do it. It's a six. <laughs> 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 yeah, you know they're bound to come up because yeah, my discern realities is my wisdom, so five, six. Yep. <laughs> Can I aid? I guess we are looking around together. Yeah, I'm into you, Aiden. That's cool with me. So I think what's happening is that Omid keeps looking to see if Rao's okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, and yeah. And Gashana keeps like gently touching his arm, like it's okay. Like just Leave him focus. Around. Yeah, he just needs space. Like just sort of whispering him through his concern for the man he loves. God yeah. damn. Yeah. It's a nine. Yeah. That'll get me up to a seven. You got a double. Uh, it will indeed, but yeah, it does implicate uh, Gashana in this business. Mm. I think what here is useful or valuable to me is going to be the 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 most. You know, that's that seems most on track. I think the thing that you will notice is the fact that there's an extra piece on this rook's board. You're like looking around and you're trying to pay attention to what's written here, but. I think what you actually notice is the fact that there appears to be a another captured piece. And if you were to add those pieces up together, uh, it would be more than the opponent of Ypsilantes, supposedly, right, on this board, more than they would have started with. So okay. what is, in fact, useful or valuable to you is, in this context, uh, one of these Rook's pieces. So I think this is how this kind of plays out. 
Omid keeps looking back, and Gashana keeps trying to usher him away. Like, just leave just leave Rao alone. But Omid is kind of, you know, a little obsessive and a little bit nosy, right? What's going on? What's going on? What's happening? And finally, like, when Gashana, like, o- Omid kind of sates her by, like, looking at something, and then when Gashana pours over a book as well, Omid just, like, walks back to the table and sees this. What's wrong with this thing? Are you talking about the board? Yeah, that's what he's gesturing to, but I think he says it in kind of an abstract way to you. I didn't look at it. You didn't look? No, I never saw the board. You realize it's not fair. The game is not set properly. There is an extra piece. And Omid's going to grab, I suppose, the extra rook that we were calling the, the pieces that, that move like in the chariots. Yep. Yeah, he's he's going to grab that. Yeah, it is. I mean, it looks like many of the other pieces, right? It's intricately carved, but the horses on the far end of it, right? So there's like the chariot part, and then there's the reins or like the the leads that tie the horses to the chariot, and then there's the horses themselves. They're definitely in a distinctive position where their legs are positioned a certain way that doesn't necessarily look like galloping horses like the rest of them do. Do you mean they uh, they look how <laughs> are they stumbling what do you uh, yeah you are mean? they stumbling or they do they it seem looks to be unnatural like a higher like as if they would take off the ground no not even that it looks like uh, they're positioned in ways that horse legs should not be positioned <laughs> while all the other pieces of this board look like very natural very realistic depictions of chariots these horses have their legs contorted in really strange ways ways that horse bones would not allow okay Another piece that doesn't fit. Can you move the legs? Can I move the legs? Nope. I'm in a I'm in a heap, dude. Don't don't look at me. Well, I was also asking you. <laughs> oh, I mean, I I assume we're picking up the piece and going to a new, going to the next, going to the next tower. I could be wrong about that, but I didn't I didn't think there was a rooks game to actually be won. No, I think you're right. JD, is there anything else in this room that is alluring? <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, that's a certain way to ask it, but <laughs> no, nah, no. I think if the three of you want to leave from there, you can. Although I want a scene with you three, like with the the other two of you, consoling Rao to like leave, and then and then you can do so, and then that's cool. But I like that. Yeah, I think yeah, it's a good I'll, character moment to have there. It seems maybe we found what's out of place, don't you think, Kishana? That seems likely. How do you intend to get Rao back on his feet? Hopefully, easily. Rao. Omid. It's time to go. I went and came back, Omid. What do you mean? And he's like coming in, crouching near you. I went to a field, Omid. I went to a field and I came back. I was brought back. You saw a field? I was in a field. For how long? A long time. How long? I don't know. Long enough to forget. Long enough. Would you rather stay here on the ground? Or would you rather get up? Omid, I'd rather not anything at all. Then I will give you a choice. You can help me to find what I need to live the rest of my life in protection from the empire that will hunt me down and tear me limb from limb slowly. That same empire that glassed your whole civilization. Or you can stay here on the ground and you can cry until the shadows take you. It is your choice. 
It is a choice that you get to make every day. Today I offer you a hand that would help you to get back to your feet. It's all right that I cry anyway, Omid, as he grabs your hand. There is no law against crying, my friend. Not as long as I have breath. Come on, Gashana, let's go! No. <laughs> now we're going to make our way toward the door. Rao's got a... Rao's crying, probably openly. Yeah. With his arm over Omid's shoulder, because I think he's much taller than Omid. Yes. Cool. Yeah. The three of you leave this room, and we'll end the session there. Sacrifice <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Fuck all of you. Um, wait, that's pop music. No. Ha ha. Ha ha. No, I only, I literally only know it because I got, <laughs> nope, hold on. I only know that because I got super into like uh, weird. Journey? Pop no, music. Hold on. Pop <laughs> music. Hold on. Huge pop music hold fan. on. Uh, <laughs> all right, we've really gone down. All right, man. You know I've you never have... heard "Foreigner." Like, <laughs> what? Wait, is that a foreigner song? <laughs> is it for? It's foreigner. No, right? it was like a disco song, wasn't it? No, no, that's that's it was cold. Is yeah, that's, yeah, that's, in, well, in, that's, in the in the in the Aquatine yeah. yeah. in the Aquatine yeah. episode. Yeah, it's like, foreigner. The foreigner belt. Yeah. Hold huh. on, Carl. You're cold as ice. I guess I yeah. always just uh, the kind foreigner of associated belt. foreigner as the same band as Journey. Is that not the case? It's I mean, no, that's essentially it's yeah. accurate. Yeah, yeah me oh, too. Oh, it is I, actually. I get them confused. Okay. <laughs> yeah. They I think I think they're like one or two members. They I think they share members. Oh, really weird. Uh I really don't well, actually no. know uh, if I've ever heard the Cold as Ice song in the original form. I've only heard it in the in the techno remix. Again, JD, you don't have to jump through all these hoops. You're a huge <laughs> foreigner fan, and it's fine. It's Everyone's okay. Cool. It's okay to like but foreigner. They're I, fine. They're a good band. I, They're going to be I here in Iowa City for. I don't know if they're a good band, but what? You, they you have also have heard songs. every other song foreigners ever yeah. done. Yeah, <laughs> they it's, have it's so by many. Simple Osmosis. <laughs> yeah. But uh, there's um, there was a, a SNL skit with Dana Carvey singing a spoof of that song, which I always think of. Mm. You're cold as ice, paradise, and it felt quite nice. And he just like keeps doing this with like shitty piano and just coming up with shitty rhymes with ice, which is all that song is. It's fucking terrible. Thanks. Yeah, pop music yep. is bad. I'll go. Lo- I'll go. I'll be sure to go look that up. No, no. I mean, <laughs> I mean the foreigner song is terrible. <laughs> oh yeah. No. Oh. Uh, I mean, listen, foreigner rules. I don't know. Fuck cops. Foreigner rules. <laughs> what? Put that on. No, your, put put that on your YouTube. Not, no. <laughs> Those two takes don't Porter go together really at all. Is, no, I enjoy that. This yeah, is not know. our brand. I refuse the to one, let you associate this with our brand. The one percent that's just like this is it. This is no. the podcast. <laughs> they no. love Foreigner and hate God. No. Okay, no, no, no. Hold on. I think you might be the only one who likes Foreigner. Yeah. Right. Yes. Hot yes. take. Hot Porter take. Sucks you so all are. That's not a hot take. That's not yeah, a hot, hot take. No, 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 no. Hot takes coming. Hang on, hang on. The oven is opening. Here's the hot take. 
Fuck you guys. <laughs> 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 You're going to try and talk shit on Foreigner. Yes. Meanwhile, listening to. I've been to, to a high school dance. Thank you. <laughs> Foreigner has not played at high school dances. What are dances. you talking about? Are you kidding what me? Are you what are you from about? 1945? What? Did you say 1945? I did. I got a little hyperbolic here because the man tried to tell me that Foreigner played his high school dance in 2006. Oh no, not the band Foreigner. Like song <laughs> songs from songs from Foreigner albums. I'd argue no. You absolutely, bullshit. absolutely. Listen to fucking Foreigner being cool with a skullet. No, I wasn't. no. Listening to your no, dad's that's... pop music is not. <laughs> I didn't have a dad, so there's no way that argument's valid. <laughs> I was, I was dad. fucking. I had a strong mother figure, and that was it. So, next argument, please. <laughs> Zach, uh, too, too first, first of all, Zach, let's have a tight hour. Also, Zach, fuck you guys, foreigner rules. <laughs> I got opinions, and I'm here to protect them. The sanctity of my own thoughts. This is a separate episode. It's it us is, just it yelling really. at each other about <laughs> Foreigner. And you know what? Journey's a part of it, and they're pretty good. No. Nope. That's where no. I have the Journey. No. Journey sucks. Go down. Worse than Foreigner. In the city. More than That nope. man became a fucking alpaca herder. <laughs> yeah, because he couldn't sing for shit. I mean, that's <laughs> fucking wrong, you <laughs> asswipe. <laughs> Don't have the poor man's queen of all the sure, sh- but I'll take the poor man's queen over your ass any day. Like, come on, foreigner, good band. That's my final stance. Cut this out if you want to, you fucking scaredy cat, because you don't want to be famous when all the foreigner fans come out and give us give us a like. Ten minutes of a this. Like, oh, a no, like, no. a like, a subscribe. Not, not all the foreigner fans. <laughs> all of a sudden, we get a bunch of YouTube fucking review or iTunes reviews that are like, you know what? This podcast is pretty damn oh, good. Oh no, <laughs> not like not like seven neckbeards. Well, what will oh, we do? Oh. Don't don't put, throw them in here because they are all listening to this. We are literally recording in a basement. We can't be, we can't be, we can't be throwing around neck beards. Yeah, but right? it's not our mom's none us, basement. None of us, none of us even have regular beards. This is true. I have an odd, definitely not neck beards. As, as the ladies used to call me patchy in high school, I still retain the right to have that because yes, there's a weird look. Wow, that's well patchy. Woof, that's mean. What can I say? <laughs> Lin Linmar High School, a really tough place to exist. <laughs> that may be the single funniest thing that's ever been said on this podcast. Which one? <laughs> just the just thing. the sincerity of, wow, that's mean. What can I say? <laughs> I had enemies in low places. <laughs> I, I, I legitimately am so glad we're recording again. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. This, this, yeah. this. Has been a delight. Yeah. <laughs> this, particularly the last 10 minutes where I fucking get on my fucking pedestal and talk about the the, the virtues of fucking Foreigner. Don't even get me started on Deep Purple. All right, let's go. Deep Purple, Deep purple fucking, fucking rules. rules. Where were you guys in the Foreigner conversation? <laughs>